Come on. There you go. Still having some glitchy things that are happening, but for the most part, things are back. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on Wednesday. It's hump day. Yes, that's right. Got the uh, Streamlabs thing fixed. But now I have another issue when it comes to my stream deck. My God. That's what it's that's what's happening right now. So, you know. Anyways, we're all good. Welcome. Let's talk some movie and nerdy stuff right here. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And of course, uh, hit that like thumbs up, share the stream, do all that. Follow me all the sock meds that are around me. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully doing pretty good. All right, double checking, making sure everything's good. We're all good. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to it right here. Um, let's see. See now I got because that's not working. So now I got to look through my scroll here. All right, we're good. All right. Yeah, I think some people are here. I'm not here. You know, I'm not all there. <laughs> so, anyways, what's happening, Miss Lisa Jackson? We got Mama Film Junkie right here. Good to see you, Mom. Love you. We got Ryan here as well. We got Mr. Uh, Hardboiled Eric right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Let's see. I'm uh, curious uh, how many Elseworlds will Gun be open for in any given time? That's a good question. You know, we got this one pitch that happened. Good. I'm seeing Argyle tomorrow night, so looking forward to it. We got Ian right here. Yo, what's happening? We got Eric Patterson. What is going on? We got Mr. Nobody. Hey, guys. Happy Hump Day. I wonder what Henry Cavill has got planned for future films other than Highlander. I mean, we did get a trailer yesterday for that Guy Ritchie film that looks awesome. Looks amazing. So the dude is busy. And the Highlander, you know, Highlander, doing Highlander, that's a pretty big get right there. That's a pretty big get. We got Mr. Ben Everts right here. Good to see you, buddy. All right. Um, let's see. Turn that back on. Come on. We're still talking to people here. All right. Yep, I'm on stage wearing Aviator Shredding Metallica. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Booga Booga there, Caden Reed. Good to see you. We got Max. Hey, Dave, what up? I'm so excited if they bring, if they are to bring back Henry Cavill for Red Sun Superman, please do it. And Dave, did you hear the rumor about Venom 3 set to remove Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 movie? Why? I didn't hear about that. No, I did not. Yep, getting close to 40K. Working hard to get that 40K right there. Definitely getting close. So I said spread it. Spread it out. Tony Movie Chubby D9, Neil Blomkamp fan. How's it going? Good to see you. All right, so we got J.D. McGray also right here. We got Jay Fizz, Red Henry, Red Henry. That's one way to say it right there. I like it. I like it. Why do you think Matthew hates the Snyderverse, especially wanted to uh, do a proper Superman? And, you know, different directors have different ideas. Not everybody's going to be open to everything right there. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, I don't like what Matt, uh, Matthew Vaughn had to say about all that. Definitely did not. And, it, you know, when it came to his Superman, I'm like, eh, I don't even know if I really like that. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Great to see you, brother. But, yeah, um, you know, Matthew Vaughn, I enjoy his movies. But, yeah, I didn't like like it when he was not liking Zack Snyder's take on Superman and, of course, putting his Superman take out there. I was like, eh, not really digging that. But, you know, what can you do? All right. Let me go ahead and uh, let's get to the tweets here. I know, it's like, wow, I just saw you guys last night. 
Just saw you guys last night. Where am I at? Did I close it? No, I did not. I was like, whoa. But anyway, speaking of Zack Snyder, of course, uh, we're starting off right here when it comes to this. Uh, I, I guess you could say this uh, when it comes to the, the Netflix 2024 preview releasing tomorrow. That's going to be, uh, you know, so set to, uh, let's see, uh, it's going to be coming out. Who knows when, when it comes to my time zone right here. But Rebel Moon, of course, is part of it, but they're going to be showcasing what's going to be coming out on Netflix this year when it comes to movies and TV. I'm predicting 2025 is going to have more TV shows than movies. That's right. You can already see like kind of a little, kind of like a little teaser for it right here that they released that's just kind of showing certain things, certain, sh certain shows. And of course, hey, Rebel Moon's right there. And naturally, we'll be talking about that. Keep on going, man. There's a plane that is like flying overhead right now. It's very loud. And then... Speaking of awesome cinema right here, we got Dune Part 2, which is going to be coming out, obviously not this week, but the f well, when is it coming out? It's back in, uh, oh no, the Dune re-release is back in uh, for that, obviously. Dune is not coming out for another month, Dune Part 2 at least, but yeah, you could actually see, if you didn't get to see, witness the first Dune in IMAX, guess what? You'll be able to do that now, next week, and they release this right here. <laughs> I was a huge fan of the first film. Of course you were, Every Austin. single moment made my skin get goosebumps. So basically, just released that right there. Looking awesome. So back in theaters. Great stuff. Cool. Okay, here we go. Oh, man. Naturally, this was going to happen. Of course this was going to happen. Why wouldn't this happen? But... It's like, come on here. You guys have already heard my ranting of the whole Barbie snub for the for the Oscars that everybody's making a big sink of. And now we got Robert Downey Jr. right here, which he's going to take the Oscar most likely for Best Supporting Actor when it comes to Oppenheimer. But of course, he had to say this right here because, you know, everybody just wants to be, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But quote. From Variety, Robert Downey Jr. says Margot Robbie isn't getting enough credit for Barbie. Are you fucking kidding me? She has got a ton of credit for Barbie. And she also made $50 million when it came to Barbie. Stop it. America Ferrara has this amazing speech. By the way, she nails it. I'm watching it and go, wow. That was really, that was, that was really a tough one, but it's the cuts, but it's cuts away to, uh, Robbie. So actively listening. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. But Robert, it's okay. Do you really think that? I don't think you do. It's like, okay, I've said my, I've already ranted off too many times when it comes to this too many times. I'm like, all right, when it comes to the whole acting category, Gosling and Ferrara didn't even, shouldn't even be nominated. Neither should Robbie. Robbie is nominated for the production. They got so much credit. It was the biggest movie of last year. And again, they made a ton of money. So they got credit. So let's stop. Let's stop, please. Let's stop. Just stop. Stop it. And then, oh boy. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is not good if this is true and it kind of sounds like it would be true because it is jake gyllenhaal but 
according to uh, filmstories.co.uk, an indie movie called Suddenly fell apart after Jake Gyllenhaal showed erratic behavior that included stripping to his underwear and diving into the freezing ocean, saying, when I see the sea, I swim in the sea. So when he sees the sea, he can't help but just see it. He has to swim in the sea because he doesn't want to just see it. All right. Constant script rewrite demands, doing his rehearsal in a Pepe Le Pew accent, saying set builders should uh, should sleep in their cars to prevent COVID spread. Oh, boy. Yikes. But that sounds, doesn't that sound like something, I mean, Hall? let's face it. He's taken on some tough roles. He gets into these roles. He does do a lot of that stuff. So do we think this is true or do you think this is just like some kind of slam piece to Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know. Hard to tell because he is in the Roadhouse remake. Like, I get it. Like, I mean, he's an artsy-fartsy type of actor, and I'm sure, like, he really dives into his role. Sure, he does. I mean, look at all, you know, look at the body transformations. I mean, Nightcrawler is still, I think, his his best performance in my opinion nightcrawler is his best performance god knows what he took what it took to get him into that role but then he stars in something like roadhouse the roadhouse remake which looks just all right it's it doesn't look like it's anything much when it comes to it. but he probably still dove deeply into that i don't know it's all pretty weird but yeah the peppy Le Pew accent that's pretty interesting and then saying set builders should sleep in their cars that's also interesting, too. So who knows? Jake Gyllenhaal taking it too seriously. Shocker. That's a shocker right there. Sure. All right. What else we got here? Oh, did you guys see this? You know, Funko Pops. We got some Funko Pops. We got a Funko Pop of Invincible Omni-Man, of course, and Invincible uh, during, you know, the, the the last moments of season one right here where he they basically had that big, huge fight and... They're going to release a Funko Pop like this. That is so cool. I might have to pick that one up eventually. Hey, we got Spider Monkey right here. Spider Monkey XXIII doing a little fan art when it comes to, of course, Miss Alcock, who is now our Supergirl. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like the fact that, they, that he used like the, the Flesher S. But I think the uh, the cape is a little too too much like over the shoulders. I think it's like she's supposed to be flying. And it's like that's gonna be a little too tight right there. But still pretty cool, still pretty cool. I'm looking at all the fan uh, the fan art, and then we got Miss Maria right here, Ferrara, the engineer herself. Holy Lord, is she getting ripped, fit, tight, showing off? Uh, you know, workouts. She's still. I mean, she is. Taking this thing pretty damn seriously. And she's showing the complete journey. But my God, look at that. Got the freaking six-pack showing. We got a vein going on in her shoulder. Just pure definition happening right there. So eat your heart out. My God, Maria. Maria, Maria, Maria. Looking pretty damn good. And then um, 28 years later, Land Sasoni. We already heard that 28 years later, which is the third movie in the 28 days later movie trilogy i guess you could say that's been spanning over how many years now who uh, killian murphy apparently is going to be like executive producing this hopefully maybe his character is going to return 
I mean, I guess that would be the case, but who knows what's going to be happening with that. But yeah, we heard that they're going to be doing 28 years later, and now Sony has got the movie right there. And then going back, going back to the whole thing when it comes to uh, when it comes to this whole Academy Award awards and uh, Barbie. You know, again, I know I've I've already said so much with it. Now, obviously, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie basically was saying that you know she. She was basically just saying, like, Greta deserved the nomination for Best Director. Of course, that's fine. Okay, I get that. I get that. But the main thing, the main thing that she said was this quote right here. We set out to do something that would shift culture, affect culture, just make some sort of impact. And it's already done that and some way more than we ever dreamed it would. And that is truly the biggest reward that could come out of all of this. That's right. It's not about the golden statues. Okay. I don't think they even thought maybe some, you know, one of the other producers and one of some studios exec was like, oh man, we could get Academy Awards for this. Maybe they put that in their heads at one point, but no, they set out to make this movie that was going to impact the culture. And that's exactly what it did. Again, biggest movie of 2023. So let's stop talking about she didn't get enough credit. Are you kidding me, Robert Downey Jr.? Come on. Got plenty. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. All right. This is interesting right here. This is interesting right here. And this is where I kind of go like, Matthew Vaughn, what are you doing to Henry Cavill right here? What are you doing? This is interesting. This is very interesting because Matthew Vaughn, talking about the reason why Henry Cavill, back before Daniel Craig got the role of James Bond, why Henry Cavill, who was going up for the role and lost the role to, to Daniel Craig, why he did not get the role. Well, that's a really hard one for him to answer. Um, so I'll try and save his blushes. But I, I was, it was really bizarre because when Henry was auditioning for Bond, I was at Pinewood, right? Right. And Daniel was as well, right? Yeah. At the same time. And I'd go off and meet with Daniel and he'd say what's going on. He says, this is young guy, Henry Cavill, I think they're seeing as well. And I'd work with, um, no, we hadn't done Stardust yet. Have we done Stardust? No, we hadn't done Stardust yet. But that's how you oh, came in. That's how you came okay. into my radar. I was thinking, well, who's this guy who got down to the last two for Bond? Yeah. So that's how I discovered you because oh, right. your audition. Hmm. And I know that the director preferred your audition. But Barbara preferred Leg. <laughs> So, just so you know. I, and the, oh, wow. So, Mr. Mar what is it, Martin Campbell, right? Who did Casino Royale, preferred Cavill. But, of course, Barbara Broccoli, that's what her name is, who, like, you know, handles all the Bond stuff, didn't. Ouch. And, like, look at Cavill's face. Cavill's like, I'm wondering, is this the first time he's heard this? By the way, that hair looks fantastic. They decided you were too young. And yeah. I, I probably young. shouldn't have said that, but probably not that keen on me anyway. So what have I got to lose? <laughs> um, but he would be excellent. But it's unfair for him to discuss about a project that he might be involved with or not, and ruin it because of a question. Do you agree with that, Henry? Uh, I I neither <laughs> agree nor disagree with anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, how do Good you answer. feel about the fact but he would be a great? I love how Sam Rockwell is like right in the middle of this. Like, oh boy, well, what's going on here? Jesus Christ! Great Bond yes. villain. 
This guy yes, could be the new Blofeld yes, on a yes, different level. Yes, yes. Well, you've done villain. I mean, so- all right. So then they talk to Sam Rockwell, talk about villains and stuff like that, and then again we go back to Cavill. Um, Henry, don't worry. You can you can relax. I'm not going to ask you another Bond question. Well, maybe just one. How does Bruce it feel that, that that indirectly Matthew? It's Matthew's fault that you didn't get Bond because Layer Cake was so good. I have nothing to say about that. All right. <laughs> I think, by the way, Thank you, I mean, Layer Cake was good. It's a good film. If you haven't watched Layer Cake, watch it. I mean, that's that's essentially what won the role of James Bond to Daniel Craig. It did. Even though you look at the cover of it, you go, oh, yeah, there's James Bond right there. It's a blessing. I think you would be too young to have, have the Michael Bond Too young. Bond Makes sense. Curse. I mean, look, I think, um, I, first of all, I don't, I don't think there's a curse for those kind of things, but I do think that Daniel did an absolutely amazing job. He did. And he, um, he and everyone else involved uh, breathed new life into the franchise, which... Yeah, he's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. They did bring breathe new life into the franchise, and that's why those Bond movies are like my favorite of the whole entire thing. I mean, yeah, I could appreciate the older ones, sure, but man, what they did, like when it, with Daniel Craig and everything, just absolutely fantastic. But Jesus, I mean, this is all, of course, coming in the fact that we're getting a new James Bond, and everybody's talking about Cavill possibly getting it again, which is interesting because Matthew Vaughn does say you were too young back then. Is he not too young now? I don't mean that's that's what everybody's kind of questioning. I'm like, is is Henry Cavill now too old? <laughs> Was there like a, a moment where like, it just depends on where they want to take the franchise? I mean, I think that Cavill would make a, a great bond, but I just kind of wonder if like if that's just not in the cards anymore. I don't know. But it was just very interesting. And it, it almost makes you just seem like is this when Cavill actually found out about all this? And I'm like, Matthew Vaughn, shut the fuck up. It's like, Jesus. Anyways. All right. Uh, of course, we'll talk about that and all that. Got some clips out. Hey, we got Dava Alves right here. Davi or whatever. I, You know, I'm bad with names. He has a new uh, comic book cover that has Supergirl played by Millie Alcock right there. And, of course, he has like a vintage type of of comic book cover. He does all the comic book covers with all the actors that are, that are going to be that are currently in the DCU right here. So that's a pretty good one here. Makes you kind of wonder, though. Makes you wonder when it comes to this, is she going to have the skirt? Now that's the, uh, you know, we're, we're anxiously waiting for David Cornsweat's Superman costume. But now we're like, okay, what's the Supergirl costume going to be like? You know, is she going to have, you know, a full body suit? Is it, are they bringing back the skirt? I mean, they might bring back the skirt. Who knows? It's all going to, it's all going to be interesting to see, like, you know, the process. And this is part of the whole thing of like, the future of the DCU right here, but good little uh, vintage comic book cover and ah, ah, sad, 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 sad. Well, on uh, yesterday's film Junkie Live, we talked about how you know because a lot of people are very disappointed in Suicide versus the Justice League video game, which of course Batman is voiced by Kevin Conroy, and a lot of people hated the fact that that could have been his last voiceover work when it came to Batman and it was just it was revealed that no that won't be the last time that Batman that 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 he'll supply his voice that he supplied his voice for Batman is actually going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths part three so everybody was happy about that but then there was something that came out I think it was earlier this morning that said 
the last voice acting that Kevin Conroy did for Batman might be for Caped Crusader. But sadly, Bruce Timm has come out and said that that's not the case. We were hoping to have him do a voice for the new show, and he was eager to do it. But sadly, he passed away before we could make it happen. Ah, Damn it. It makes me sad. I wonder what the voice was going to be for. Thomas Wayne? Because he did voice Thomas Wayne in Batman the Animated Series. Anytime that Thomas Wayne was there... Kevin Conroy came in and just kind of did a deeper, even deeper voice to do Thomas Wayne. So I wonder if it was for that. I don't know. But that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, what could he do? What can he do? Sad, but may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Oi, 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 oi. But anyways... Uh, let's see. How are you guys doing out there? Oh, hey, look, my favorite person, Fabian, right here. Oh, this time he said, meh. And now he says, restore the Snyderverse. Uh, restore the Snyderverse. Uh, then he says, hashtag fired James Gunn. So apparently they already fired James Gunn. This is a new hashtag. Maybe it's a typo, but he put fired James Gunn. And now he says, boycott uh, DC Studios. So there you go. That's the hashtags from 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 him this time. It's fired James Gunn. Apparently he fired James Gunn, and then and then of course boycott DC Studios. So there you go, guys. If you're wondering what the new hashtags were, past tense fired James Gunn, and then of course boycott DC Studios. So cool. Anyways, all right, let's get to the topics. And of course, like I said, you know, like like every Wednesday we'll do a. Uh, We'll do a, uh, oops, yeah, we'll do a uh, members-only stream after this, and you guys can, uh, if you want to join the the members, the member, membership, Film Junkie members, join the family and, uh, you know, talk to me a little more intimate, by all means, join, support the channel, and we'll have a conversation. You know, I got some things I'll say, you know, that I've kind of heard and all but interesting, and yeah, there's like a rumor out there that started floating around, like, 10 minutes before I started the show that I'll comment on that there. I don't want to comment on it here. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. But anyways, guys. All right. So hold on a sec. Let me bring, let me type this in and make sure that this is good. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, what is up with there's like I've heard like four planes flying overhead. Like freaking A, man. Is it the end of the world yet or what's going on here? All right, so it's been a year. It's been a year, guys. I can't believe it's been a year, but it's been a year since the video was posted on the DC official DC YouTube and of course on Twitter and everywhere else that James Gunn announced the new DCU slate and it was, you know, interesting because there were still four four DCEU movies that were coming out and it was kind of funny that all right, you guys are just going to get right to it which I I get it and I don't at the same time because it was like all right, if you're going to do that, you know, maybe you should wait till, you know, till till 2024 to do it, but then at the same time, they're antsy they're already like, we got to kick this thing into gear, maybe partially because of like the whole Superman thing going to the public, 
domain in like a decade so we got to get like we got to get a decade ahead of that thing or something like that maybe that wasn't i don't know i could just be looking way too much into that but yes it was a year ago that mr james gunn posted this video right here being very excited we're not going to watch the whole thing again six minutes we're not going to watch the whole thing so but let's uh let's go down memory lane hey everybody i'm james gunn i'm the co-ceo of dc studios so as many of you know dc has been disconnected in film and television for a long time and it's one of you know our jobs mine and peter's is to come in and make sure the dcu is connected in film television gaming and animation that the characters are consistent played by the same actors and it works within one story and if something is outside of that like matt reeves batman or todd phillips joker or teen titans go that it is clearly labeled as dc elseworlds outside of the mainstream dcu continuity so i mean i'm kind of wondering if that's actually gonna still be happening but and then of course talks about creature commandos waller most replayed and then talking about all kinds of things talking about everything i mean it was always kind of funny because when it came to him talking about the movies that were coming out this year i mean it just seemed like when it came to aquaman he just kind of just Pat, passed it right An eight up. to ten year plan of what DC Studio monsters. They remove it now. This what I'm about to tell you is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first yeah, the DCU, so, the so he connects very well. That moves directly into the Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love. That resets the entire DC universe. And then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects. He didn't even say Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> he didn't even say that. He just said Aquaman 2, which, all right, cool. Jake's what I'm going to all right so yeah so that's just going down memory lane and talking about that yeah i mean i'm kind of like when it, it's just crazy that it's been a year and like i said at the beginning of the stream it's like man a year from now where are things going to be where are things going to be a year from now we're already gonna if superman legacy is gonna be coming out what uh obviously 2025 i'm trying to remember which month is it is it you know anyways we'll have a a trailer we'll have already like seen what David Cor David Cornsweet looks like, we possibly might be already seeing what Mila uh, Mealy Alcock looks like in the Supergirl costume. We'll have a new Batman. We'll have a you know we'll have something going on with that. God knows what we're gonna be having. And even James Gunn has talked about that. I mean, he posted on uh, looks like maybe Instagram right here. One year ago today, Peter Saffron and I introduced our DC slate for the first time. Thanks to all of you for the support. You've given us throughout the year. Today, Superman Legacy is about to start production. Episodes of Creature Commandos are being finished that will release later this year. At least two more projects are gearing up to go in the next couple of months. Amazing scripts keep coming in and incredible talent are being attached to new projects planned and unplanned. Thank you. Of course, hashtag DC Studios. Two more projects. I think if we could guess what those two projects are, I mean, you could say Waller or Peacemaker, but you can also kind of put Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow in there, I guess you could say. And a lot of people have been kind of wondering about that too. It's like uh, even Matthew Vaughn has commented on 
the fact that we have a Supergirl actress, but we don't have a Supergirl director. And he was like, what the hell is that? He was kind of questioning it, even though apparently James Gunn and Matthew Vaughn have maybe met with each other. And a lot of people are going, is Matthew Vaughn going to direct The Authority? And he said, "May you know, I mean, he was kind of coy when it came to all that, but it didn't seem like that actually is going to happen. But... I think we all can guess that Supergirl is going to be in Superman Legacy. Now, it's not going to be like a big role or anything like that. And he even said, you know, he joked with an emoji. I mean, it sounded like, you know, he was definitely either trolling or whatever the hell. He's like, I I never said that she was in the movie and then put a like one of these like emoji kind of thing. So but I think we can assume just with that response, because usually he's like he'll just flat out debunk whatever's out there. But he basically said, I never said that she was in the movie. So I think he's just doing that thing where he's like, no, she's not. Maybe she is. I don't know. But it's like, okay, we could assume that she is because if you don't have a director for her movie and you already cast the actress, it sounds like, yes, she's in fact going to be in the movie, which is fine. You know, I think we all just kind of assume that was going to be the case no matter what. So, and then he had this to say right here on Threads. A year later, does it look like more projects will enter the chapter or did the strikes ensure that wouldn't happen? Some things have shifted around. Some projects now earlier, others later, and other new projects are being developed. Like I said from the beginning, we are going to put things in production based on when we have a great script and nothing else. And luckily, we've had some great scripts take us by surprise. So there you go. That's cool. So things have been shifted around. And then, of course, DCU updates even asked them so exciting, which other projects are gearing up. And James Gunn just put another emoji like that, you know, that teehee face kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that, yeah, we're going to probably get it. We're, we'll be getting that director for that official director for Woman of Tomorrow. And uh, I know when it comes to I think Waller is going to probably kick into gear Peacemaker season two, of course, which I still think that shouldn't even be a a thing. But Peacemaker season two is going to end up happening as well. Why is that have to still be a thing? I don't know. I personally think that it shouldn't be a thing. But hey, I'm not the one running DC Studios right now. And, uh, you know, as much as I enjoyed the first season, I'm like, eh, when it comes to that, I don't know. Anyway, so we'll see what happens in the future, but it's going to be interesting. And then in this past year, I mean, it's been it's been pretty crazy. You know, uh, Superman Legacy obviously been the, the focus. And, you know, there's been a lot of things, you know, fandoms fighting with fandoms, doing all that. People just hating everything that he posts and everything he debunks. It's going to be interesting to see how active he is on social media come March when production for Superman Legacy starts. That's going to be interesting to see, like how active he's going to be and and everything. I mean, I think he still might be. I mean, it just seems like he's so busy now, but he still has time to be active on there. And to me, I'm like, all right, not everything needs a response, but certain things, sure, need a response. That's perfectly fine, but I don't think everything does. And I forgot to uh, to mention, Miss Lisa Jackson, you put a, a super chat right there. Okay. Well, we're thank you for the five dollar super chat, Lisa. We're only ten minutes in, and this has been wild. That's the best Henry's uh, ever looked. He's not my type when it comes to dudes, but he's handsome. Okay, so there you go. All right, my mom. My mom is a fan. My mom's a fan. So, <laughs> mom, a film junkie, definitely a fan. 
of Henry Cavill. All right, so that's pretty much what all I had to say about that. You know, was was the announcement premature? Yes. Do I understand why they did it? Yes. It's kind of the way I look at it. But now we have Matt Vaughn talking about Henry Cavill being Superman again. What? Not quite the way that, you know, people would want him to return as Superman. But it was interesting. And I think, you know, partially when it comes to him kind of pitching the idea of Henry Cavill returning as Superman, when it comes to the Elseworld story of the Red Sun, it is kind of interesting because, you know, him and uh, Mark Millar, they're, they're, they're besties. So it kind of makes sense given, you know, who came up with this story right here. And a lot of people were kind of, you know, making comments about it. He was on, of course, the post-cred pod. And he said that he would be interested. He would be interested in doing a Superman Red Sun film with Henry Cavill. Now, when it comes to that, I, I would say, I, I, I quote tweeted, do it, you cowards. Do it. Just do it. Why not? Bring Henry Cavill back in a certain kind of way. And a lot of Superman fans were like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Will it happen? Absolutely not. It wouldn't happen. I mean, they already have another Superman Elseworlds project that's going on, apparently. That's not going to happen either. But and it, but you know what's funny about that is the, is the sad fact that people would actually go for this more than they go for this other J.J. Abrams Black Superman Elseworlds project. They would go for this way more than that. Way more. But it'd be kind of interesting, too, because adapting that Red Sun story, I mean... I mean, obviously, it's a modern day. I don't know if they would, like, modernize it to, like, maybe something now and just kind of bring elements to it. But, you know, the Superman being the Russian on the Russian side as opposed to, you know, being the American side, it'd be, it would be interesting. And again, you know, when it comes to modern day, because one of the things that Matthew Vaughn said was like, you know, when you look at modern times, I mean, it could be an interesting story. And to be honest, I like the idea. And that would be interesting. And I've always even said before this, I've said this like before James Gunn came in and was going to basically reboot this universe and bring this new DCU. I was always saying like what DC should do that's different from Marvel is just adapt their great stories, their Elseworld stories and just the stories. Nothing really connected. They could just adapt these stories and you could still use the same actors if you wanted to. I always thought that would be a cool idea. It's like you didn't have to have everything be like super linear and you could just have them play the characters, but play them in these specific stories. But naturally, I don't think the general audience would actually like that. I, don't, I think they I think when it comes to shared universes, that's what people like for the most part. But then at the same time, I'm going like, yeah, but has that been fucked out? I think it might. I mean, Marvel's probably fucked that out a little bit. You know, it's it's. It's been done so much, so why not just take a different approach where you just take your the stories that you have, your Elseworld stories, and your just individual stories that people love so much, make those live action. Maybe eventually that that's what they'll do, but who knows? But I would totally dig that if they, you know. And who knows? Maybe there was a conversation with Cavill. I don't know how keen Cavill would be 
to come back as Superman after everything that's happened. Maybe he just wants to stay away from Superman now with all the bullshit that he went through when it came to when it came to Superman. And now he's just like, nah, I'm trying to go for James Bond or and especially if he gets James Bond, there's no way that he would even want to uh, come back to uh, to Superman. But, you know, you know, he's uh, Cavill's moving on when it comes to at least, you know, taking on these starring roles. I mean, Argyle, you know, it's somewhat I guess it's an ensemble. So is uh you know, the Guy Ritchie film, which, of course, you know, it's a it's a it's a long title. I can never really remember it. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not even going to try to remember exactly what it is. But essentially, Guy Ritchie's, of course, Inglorious Bastards. And he's leading that. So and then, of course, you got the Highlander series coming out. So, I mean, I don't it, it won't happen. It definitely won't happen. But it would be kind of cool if it did. Not going to lie. I would like it. But hey. What can you do? Eh, what are you guys talking about? She does. She does love Henry. Matt, whenever he's promoting a movie, Superman, Superman. Yeah, no, he talks a lot of Superman. Nope, would rather see the black Superman film. Oh, wow. You'd rather see the black Superman film than Red Sun? Interesting. Yeah, they're not going to do that one for sure. They had a great actor for Putin in House of Cards season. Yeah, so they could do something like that. Can we please move on already? I hate that Matt Vaughn even said that. Okay, whatever you say, mastermind. <laughs> Jeez, I'm moving on right now. Uh, he won't do James Bond. I know. I uh, you know. We'll see if he gets that. But, uh, you know, that's that's a tough one to get to. But who knows if now he doesn't fit in that category of what they want. I don't know. We'll see. Especially since Miss Broccoli didn't really didn't go for him the first time. So that's what's going to be interesting. But speaking of Henry Cavill and being spies and, of course, Matthew Vaughn, we have Argyle coming out this weekend. I'm going to go see it tomorrow. So expect my first reaction review. Looking forward to it. I thought it was an interesting idea. I like Matthew Vaughn's movies. Maybe not all of them, but I like them. So... Uh, I'm interested in this, especially with the whole concept. And a lot of people were going like, did they spoil the concept a little too much? Well, apparently they didn't. And watch out for spoilers too, you know. People already know what's going on when it comes to this movie. But uh, yeah, the reviews are out there. And uh, sadly, you know, they're mainly negative. Of course, we're on the Devil Fruit site right here. It's currently at 37% with 92 reviews. Uh, no description when it comes to this. Uh, when it comes to what's going on, all that, but we got to remember that you know this movie, yeah, it's not starring Henry Cavill. It's starring Bryce Dallas Howard and more Sam Rockwell. So at least you're going in, going, eh, it's not just because Cavill's playing like the 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 fake character, and then you got to figure out who the real character is. But let's read some of this right here. We'll start off with a positive review from Emily Zemler right here. Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell deliver strong performances in director Matthew Vaughn's. Flair for action sequences remains strong, but the roller coaster of plot twists sometimes drowns it all out. Yeah, I've heard there's a bunch of plot twists, so that might be a little too jarring for, for the audience. We got the AV Club Manuel right here. Argyle does feel more like a writerly exercise in how to pen a spy caper in the 21st century than uh, when self deprecating irony itself needs to be offered up within quotation marks, finally straddling or straddling the line between the earnest laugh and a sardonic stare. All right. 
And then we got more right here. Just read a couple more. What went wrong here? It's probably just plain old exhaustion. Argyle marks the fifth film that Vaughn has made in this mode. I'm counting Kick-Ass, and, and he seems out of tricks. Woof. It's remarkable, really. Argyle has bone-deep structural issues on a fundamental level. But it's also failure of directional execution from top to bottom, resulting in what has to be one of the most expensive, worst movies ever made. Ouch! Katie Walsh right there. Yeesh. All right, David Lee. We'll, get, we'll, we'll end on another positive. Actually, I want to see what Brian said. It was quick. Apart from some mildly chemistry between, mild chemistry between the two leads, none of it works. <laughs> All right. We'll end with a positive. A super fun, slick, stylish, and subversive action flick with a fistful of cheese. Argyle delivers terrific action sequences and a brilliant cast who all truly understand the assignment. It's the kind of movie audiences are begging for right now. Well, I guess we'll see what happens when it comes to the box office there, Dave Lee, on if that's what they're actually begging for. Like I said, I'm seeing it. And yeah, people are, you know, shitting on it, but Seems like people are kind of just like, I want to go see this movie. I mean, the beekeeper was, wasn't anything like that was like, it didn't reinvent. I said it didn't reinvent the wheel, but it reminded you that the wheel still works. That's what I kind of just want. It's like, I don't need you to reinvent the wheel, but just remind me that the wheel still works. How about that? That's what I want from it. So yeah, like I said, look forward to my first reaction review tomorrow. I'm seeing it at five o'clock. You know, of course, doing DC Fanimated at 8, so I got plenty of time to uh, do all that. All right. Then finally, CinemaCon. CinemaCon. We got the schedule for CinemaCon. That's right. We got Mr. Eric Davis right here. He posted it earlier, so I just want, you know, I, I just figured, why not? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about CinemaCon and what's going to be happening this year. Obviously, it's it uh, it's the week of April eighth in Vegas. One of these one of these years, I'm going to go to it. One of these years, I'm going to go to CinemaCon. It doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. I wanted to go last year. One, I've I wanted to go every year, but sadly, it just hasn't been the case. But here's the schedule right here. CinemaCon studio presentation schedule is out. Week of April eighth in Vegas. So we got April eighth, six p.m. Of course, Pacific time. Universal movie screening. So wondering what movie that's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to be playing there. We got April 9th at 9 a.m. We got State of Industry special studio presentation. And then 4 p.m. We got Warner Brothers. Wonder what Warner Brothers is actually going to bring to CinemaCon. And then we got the 10th. 7.45 a.m., that's early. Angel Studios, 7.45 or 9.45 a.m., Lionsgate, 4 p.m., Universal again, and then 4.30 p.m., a major studio screening, so wondering what that's going to be as well. And then the 11th, we got 9.45 a.m., Paramount, and at 2.30 p.m., we got good old Disney. So there you go. So if anybody was wondering what is happening when it comes to CinemaCon this year, that's what's happening. That's the schedule. Like I said, Eric, I haven't really seen too many other people post about it, but there's the post right there. So should be good. Should be interesting. Just kind of wondering. Just kind of wondering exactly. Just kind of wondering exactly what uh, <laughs> what was happening. Uh, when I didn't even think about it. I was like, wow, we're in January. We have CinemaCon that's going to be happening. So that's cool. All right. Not that. 
that, 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 and that. Okay, let's go to some, uh, let's go to the questions, and then, of course, we'll dive in, we'll get to the members-only stream after this. Like I said, if you want to join, join the Film Junkie members. Join the family. Uh, okay, let's see. Here we go. Eric, while it's highly unlikely Vaughn would ever be interested in a straight-up Man of Steel 2, he would not be. He's made that very, very clear. His Red Sun idea has me wondering how big of a budget would it would that kind of Elseworlds film need. It'd probably be fairly big. Uh, and then number two, as Vaughn would use Cavill, who else in the Man of Steel cast would come back? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I mean, the the... You know, the story does have Wonder Woman in it. I don't know if, she, you know, if Gal would actually come back. Cooper Knox. With Tom Cruise setting up shop at WB, I wouldn't be surprised if he and Chris McQuarrie take on another crack. Nah, they're not going to do that. I think Chris, Chris McQuarrie has made it pretty clear that, you know, he tried and he's not going to try again. So I don't see that actually happening. Mr. Nobody, I'm liking the Superman Red Sun film idea. I'm assuming it'll be an Elseworld. Yes, that's it's it's an Elseworld story. As for Argyle, I heard that the overall that overall it's good film, but not as advertised since Henry. Well, don't spoil it, Jesus. By the way, do you uh, did you catch the uh, the trailer? Yes, I did. Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Uh, Mr. Nobody also, hey Dave, much like other DC fans, I'm eager to wonder, I'm eager and wondering what's taken James Gunn so long since it's been a year, but at the same time, I kind what's taken him so long? There was four other movies that had to come out. I don't know, I mean, it seems like it's not taken that long if you really think about it. I kind of like it because that means he's probably cooking, yeah, you know, there wasn't going to be, Superman Legacy wasn't going to be coming out this year. There's no way. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one. Do you believe we will finally get the Fantastic Four cast announcement in less than two weeks? I don't know. It seems like that shit. I don't know. Who, who knows when that's coming out? I mean, Daniel RPK keeps on saying it's going to be happening soon, happening soon, happening soon. When we uh, get to SDCC, is it very likely we will get more casting announcements? Rest of Chapter 1 review? Yeah, I mean, I hope that DC Studios has something going on there. Would be nice. Devon Wooter, hello, Dave. Did you uh, finish Scott Pilgrim's series? No, you know what? I did not. I still got to finish it. I was like halfway through it. Who's your favorite villains from the John Wick movies? For me, it's the... Uh, uh, oh, I like... Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a favorite. I think they're all pretty good. Uh, from the third one, the Agit... Whatever the hell his name is, yeah. Uh, she scares me, yeah. Mo uh, most, uh, what's your favorite scene from Watchmen? Who's your favorite uh, character from the movie? Well, you know, of course, Warshak. He's he's the best. The prison sequence scene is great. Uh, and then Johnny says right there, comments, uh, comments about. I already did say my comments about the whole Matthew Vaughn thing. And like I said, I, I mean, Supergirl is definitely. Definitely going to be in uh, Superman Legacy, and I think that's that's the reason why. That's the reason why that uh, it's already been cast right there for sure. There's no, uh, the, you can't tell me that she's not, especially with that comment from James saying that. So, anyways, all right, uh, I think that's pretty much it when it comes to Film Junkie Live. 
Where's the music cue? The music, if I could find it. Like I said, it, since my whatchamacallit's not working, now I gotta scroll through, and there it is. All right, guys. Make sure you guys uh, hit that like thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And uh, like I said, I'll see you members in a little bit. Look for it on your feed. And uh, everybody else, well, I mean, if you tune in, of course, tomorrow for DC Fanimated, Scott and I will be discussing uh, a new Superman, the animated series episode tomorrow, which uh, always is fun. So that's going to be at 8 p.m., of course, Pacific time. And then, of course, we've got the Vodka stream on Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So I'll see some of you guys then. And you can come on, ask some questions and whatnot. All right, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I'll see you later. Love ya. Bye-bye. Oh,